Hey everybody, Mark P. Fisher here, and welcome to the Inspiring Growth Podcast, where we share stories of struggle that have led to growth. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by a world-famous seafood restaurant in Northeast Maryland. If you live in Maryland or Pennsylvania, Delaware, you know exactly who I'm talking about. It's Woody's Crab House. By the way, Northeast is a town, not just a direction. It's real close to where we live. Woody's has been voted the best seafood in our area for the past 20 years. And if you're interested in winning a $500 gift certificate for delicious, fresh Woody's seafood, go to their website at woodyscrabhouse.com. That's woodyscrabhouse.com. Oh, by the way, my favorite at Woody's, the Killer Net Buster. Ugh. It has lobster tail, fresh fish, crab cakes, crab imperial, jumbo shrimp, steamed clams and shrimp, snow crab legs, and all the sauces. Listen, maybe we'll see each other soon at Woody's Crab House. By the way, thank you, Brian and Joe, and a handful of Inspiring Growth listeners for checking in with me to see, Mark, are you still alive? I know, I know. It's been a while since we dropped a podcast. Yes, the bear has awoken from podcast hibernation. Actually, there's a short reason why we have not published a podcast in a while. My team and I held an inspiring growth strategic summit last fall. Actually, part of it was held at the beautiful headwaters of the Chesapeake Bay of Sandy Cove. And thanks to the persistent help of my executive knower and assistant, Chelsea Claser jones and my friend and brand storyteller with Inspiring Growth, Jenny Majors, They helped me hunker down and focus. Focus on our VIP Inspiring Growth consulting clients who we L-O-V-E. I mean, we love our clients. And what I'm a little nervous but pretty excited to announce later on today's podcast, which is a special 60% discount offer for the first 20 CEOs who take me up on this offer to sign up for the new Inspiring Growth Accelerator program. We'll talk more later in the podcast about that. Okay, today's podcast is the second part of my fascinating conversation with Kurt Mercandante. If you have not heard part one, you may want to pause this podcast and go back and listen to number one. It'll just make a whole lot more sense. Today, Kurt reveals the five pillars of freedom, which I actually asked Kurt to take me through personally with his questions for my own life, which became painfully vulnerable and yet so very helpful. Ready to jump in? Let's go. Okay, so you talk about focusing on the strengths, on the pillars of freedom. What's the second? Vision. Having a clearly defined vision for your life, whether you die in 20 minutes or 20 years. Mm. And that vision pairs your purpose for being here with the impact you want to have on the world. And by the way, I apply this to individuals, but I also apply these five when I work with companies. And a company should have a clear vision. You know, Steve Jobs, when he came back after being off in the hinterlands, meaning, you know, founding Pixar and doing some incredible things. Yeah, right. He came back to Apple and he gave a now famous speech in which he said, listen, the way we are going to bring the brand back 
It's not going to talk about megahertz and gigahertz. It's not going to talk about the boxes with circuitry we make, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And by the way, it's not going to be talk, talking about how good or bad Microsoft is. It's about talking about something deeper. And he released this vision for the company, which was people with passion can change the world for the better. It's like, wait, that vision statement doesn't mention a computer. Computers in the Mac doesn't mention, you know, this was uh, probably around 2000, didn't mention the iPad, iPhone, None of that had been invented yet. And it went deeper than that. They went to release that at that right during the speech, the Think Different campaign, TV mm-hmm. ad campaign, which featured Martin Luther King Jr., Albert Einstein, Muhammad Ali, didn't feature any products because what Steve Jobs knew was that if you create a vision for your company and you apply this to yourself as well, that is sustainable, meaning it is still going to be relevant in 20 years, Mm -hmm. regardless if we have physical computers or just mind control, whatever the heck it is, is that you can use our products. You can be passionate to change the world. And by the way, hopefully you use an Apple product, but for yourself, having that purpose, that clearly defined purpose, so many of us bounce from objective to objective, like a pinball. And we think that's our purpose when we're in our twenties. Oh, my purpose and my vision is to make partner, make a hundred grand. And in your thirties, you have something else. It's like, that's an objective. The vision is the guiding star that when you, you can't plan to your vision, you have to seek that, point that vision, point that flag, that guiding star mm. and plan from it, reverse engineer it to today. Okay. So you have that clear vision that that's pillar number two. So number one is strength. Number two is vision. Number three is alignment. All right. Talk about that. Take the term. I'd like everyone to take the term work-life balance, trash it, burn it, throw it out the window. Wow. Okay. Unpack that. Tell us more. A lot of people look at work-life balance and here's what they do. Okay. I'm going to put my head down, mm-hmm. really focus on this project for the next two or three weeks. I'm going to ignore my self-care, going to ignore my relationships, going to ignore all that. But you know what? When that two or three weeks is up, then maybe I'll come home early from work and take my spouse out on a date. Maybe I'll play with the kids. Even maybe that happens, right? And then it all balance out. Often what happens is maybe you come home early, but then the two, three weeks turns into six months, turns into a year, turns into, I really hate this job, but it's going to be another five years. And then what happens is, so, so many people, it turns to the 65 year plan. It's all going to balance out when I'm 65. You know what? My spouse and I, we're going to travel the world. We're going to get there. Just in my family, people who are on the 65 year plan got to 64, 65, 66, knee replacement, heart attack, stroke, cancer. Mm-hmm. And all those plans you had, that's if you're alive by the time you get to 65. So balance right. becomes we're going to spend our life waiting instead of living. Mm. Say it again. People spend their life waiting instead of truly living. And that's, that's balance. So it's not about balance. It's about alignment. There's three facets of your life. There's work, there's self, and then family and relationships. Ah. You have to align the three facets in a way that works for you. I can't prescribe alignment. Alignment for me, we have four kids. You have five kids, alignment for us is going to be different than someone who's single or has one kid or is, you know, whatever. And so I have an activity that I urge people to do. And that's take a piece of paper and a pencil or an iPad or whatever the heck you write on, right? Old school, man. Yeah, yeah. You draw a circle in the middle of a piece of paper. All right. This is a pizza pie. All right. The pizza is going to have three slices. I'm doing doing it. I'm doing it while you say it. Because folks, you know, the reality is, is, Kurt's giving us free consulting right now. So, I mean, don't just listen. Do something. Take some action. Okay, I made a circle. I, I made a circle. 
don't draw the slices yet, but there's going to okay. be three slices, one slice for work, one for self, one for relationships. But the size of each slice has to be in direct proportion to the amount of time, mind share, worry, anxiety you devote to each area of your life. And what I mean by that is if you're physically in the oh, office crap. for 50, 60 hours, but you come home on Saturday and you're at Johnny or Janie's recital, but you're not mentally present because that Monday morning conference call is ruining your Saturday morning. Mm. that's got to figure into the size of the slice. So you go and draw those three slices the way they honestly are in your life. Okay. All right. I'm doing it right now. Work. I was about to do three equal pies. Okay. That's why right. I got to hold people. Say, don't draw it yet. Okay. So I now I'm going to go. Well, but you're an activator. So of course you would draw those. You would draw those right off the bat. So instantly. Yeah. I didn't listen to instructions, man. I'm just like, boom. When I do trainings, I tell people, don't move. Don't go ahead. I'm going to read off these things and don't go ahead. And I do it on purpose because I see 10 people in the audience going ahead Already. and not yeah. listening. Yeah. And then we, we look at their assessments and all of them were activators. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving 70% to work. Okay. I'm giving 15% to self. Well, that leaves 15% for relationships. So you could have been an accountant. That was pretty quick math. Uh, yeah, that's why I rounded to 70 to start because I know my weakness. I didn't say 67%. No. Okay. Now redraw the slices right on top of that initial pizza pie. But this time, the size of each slice has to be in direct proportion to how you wish it was. Wave that magic wand. And in a perfect world, what does it look like? Can it be thirds? It's, it's, uh, there's no prescription. Mm. It's how you want it. Yeah. I mean, I would change it to thirds right away. So you look at that and you put it. I have people take this and put it on their uh, refrigerator, put uh, it on their laptop okay. as a dial. And mm. this is mm. one of the goals for alignment. Now you see where, listen, I've never had anyone who needed a larger work slice who's done this. <laughs> I've never seen anyone who needed a smaller self slice. What I, I have seen is some people actually needed some smaller uh, family slices. Okay. Um, in some cases, uh, working moms oh. needed to invest in self because- People, and, and that's where a lot of people come out is, is investing in self-care because they feel guilty about it. Mm. But yeah, the fact course. of the matter is, if you're not at 100%, your work's not going to be at 100%. If your relationships right. aren't going to be 100%, you know, you're no good as a dad. You're no good as a mother. You're no good as a brother, a friend. You're no good as an employee if you're dead, mm. <laughs> right? And you and I been both there. learned how that, how that can be. Not that we've been dead, but we've, been, we've, we've had that physical problem. There was, there was some deadness inside for me. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was showing and people noticed. All right, let's jump to number four. So we got strength, vision, alignment. Now number four. Outcomes. It's becoming radically outcomes focused where you take that vision for your life and you reverse engineer it. So every year, every month, every week, every day, you have, you know, you clearly know just three. And if it's more than three, come see me because you're doing something wrong. Three outcomes you need to achieve to win the day. And when I say win the day, that means it's moving you toward your vision every single day. So you reverse engineer that. Your, your outcomes are not your to-do list. So when I ask mm. you, hey, what did you achieve today? Oh, I was so productive. I got my 20 to-dos done. Nope. Nope. Okay. That's stuff. Okay. Outcomes is knowing those three things where the Chinese army is in front of you and you say, wait, hold please. I'm going to fight you later, but I got to get these three outcomes done. They're the outcomes that we, the three things that we say or? Exactly. Yep. Okay, what are your three outcomes? Well, it changes every day, right? So okay. my outcomes, I have three outcomes for the end of this year. One was hitting Amazon bestseller, done. Way to go. I had reversed engineered that 
to January 1st when okay. I started writing the book. So on Monday, my outcome was two hours of writing. On Friday, my outcome was two hours of writing. I wrote on Mondays and Fridays. And I knew no matter what else happened, nothing else was going to happen until I got that done on Monday and Fridays. Um, I have revenue goals that mm -hmm. I have. And then I have a big event on November 8th, the Freedom Club Festival. My goal is to sell that out. And so I reverse engineer that. Listen, I'll use the event as an example. It's easy to sit there and picture 250 empty seats and sit there and go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I, I, I'm never going to yeah. do this. And then what we do is we set these New Year's resolutions and then we get to, um, I, I'm going to share a story with you because you like stories. <laughs> so I had a client and uh, we started working. This was last year when I was doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. And we were working on getting him into his life of freedom and fulfillment, which meant leaving his job. He wanted to start a marketing agency, all that. But in the middle of work, we had started working together the end of September or the end of uh, August. So at the end of September, right around October 1st, he said, you know, Kurt, I have this. We talk a lot about the self and self-care and self-goals. He's like, he lived in uh, uh, a northern state and uh, where it gets cold, <laughs> very cold. And he said, listen, at the beginning of this year, I set a goal, a resolution to go 500 man-powered miles this year. Hiking, power? Oh, hiking, running, biking. Uh, oh. Did he have swimming? I don't know if he had swimming, but you know, those okay. things, I think. And I said, well, great, 500. So, you know, you should be at about 250 around July 1st. It was October 1st and he was at about 245, 250, October 1st. Mm -mm. And he's like, now, you know, November, December comes cold, glacier-like weather. What am I going to do? I said, well, what was your, did you reverse engineer it and create your daily outcome, your monthly outcome, your weekly outcome? So you know where you have to, no. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, here's your challenge. You got, it's Q, Q4, right? 92 days now. There's 92 specific, separate days that you can achieve outcomes, reverse engineer it. He did that. He set his goals early December. Late November, he hit 500. Just by reverse engineering, seven, 92 days. Yep. So we With often set these big goals and never, uh, it gets to December 1st and it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll wait till next year. Because yeah. you haven't reversed engineering just every single day, know clearly, come hell or high water, I'm going to get this done. It's, there's a million things we could do. Yeah. What do we have to do? One of the things I've invested in myself this year was the Michael Hyatt Full Focus Planner. And in it uh, is the daily big three. There you go. And that has helped me focus. But I have also had, have, have had to sit down and say, what are the big three of my work that I'm going to focus on? Because on my board, I have eight, two, four, six. And I'm hearing you say, no, focus it down, focus it down. Okay, so we've got strengths, vision, alignment, outcomes number five for the five pillars of freedom style. It's flow. It's uh, the cumulative effect of the first four pillars. Uh, Mihai Shiksenmihai, it is, looks nothing like it's spelled or like it sounds. He wrote the book called Flow, and it's about getting in that state of optimal experience. When you're not grinding, there's a lot of people who I call them the hustle and grind pornographers. Sleep when you're dead. It's about grinding. It's about, you know, a lot of people listen yeah. to them, and then they fit like three hours of work into a 14-hour day. Mm -hmm. And when you, so Mihai, he talks about these, uh, the situations to get yourself in when you're in a state of flow. It's knowing those short-term goals you have to achieve each day, knowing what it means to win each day. So we talked about outcomes. We talked about, you know, getting in your superpowers. You know, when I talk about my friend who is hitting from the left-handed side of the plate versus the right-handed side of the plate, 
which do you think he felt bad for? I, I don't know about you, but I'm right-handed. If I try to swing a bat or throw from the left-handed side of the plate, Forget it, it doesn't look, it's not in a state of flow, right? right? So you do all these things. You have, you've reversed engineered it. You're not clogging up your day with inputs that don't move you toward your outcomes. So you flow like a river. You remove the boulders from the water so that that water can just flow uh, on a regular, you know, alignment. I go to a chiropractor on a daily basis. It's all about alignment. Maybe TMI, but when I go to a chiropractor and I get an alignment, let's just say everything flows better. Mm, all right. So getting in a state of alignment, you know, uh, so flow is the cumulative effect of the first four. So good. So good. All right. So um, why did you write this Five Pillars of Freedom Lifestyle? I wrote it because the more I put myself out there and the more I told my story and the more I started helping people, I realized that there were a lot of people who... When we have, you know, I have four kids. A couple months ago, I asked my eight-year-old son, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? He said he wanted to be a spy and a movie director. Mm. When we're kids or when we have kids, you know, it's, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Somewhere along the line, we stop asking ourselves that question and it becomes college and career ready. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to get into college. We got to go to career. Well, why do you, why did you major in finance? Because my dad said that would be great to major in mm -hmm. finance. And so you do that. And then I work with a lot of people or I've worked with a lot of people who get to 40 and 45 and they're like, yeah. the last 20, 25 years, like what, what's it been about? It hasn't mm -hmm. been about me. It's been, a, a, you know, by default. Um, they feel selfish if they talk about a lifestyle by desire that they actually desire and can design. And what I tell them is that's not a victimless crime. Mm -hmm. And you know this, that when you weren't fulfilled, when you were having uh, physical issues and physical problems. Yeah, it hurts you, but it also hurts the people around you. Mm. It hurts the people you work with, the people you work for. And it also hurts your community because if your community is not getting you at a hundred percent, right, it's selfish to them. So a lot of people would think that selfish, you know, self-care is selfish. Investing mm -hmm. in yourself is selfish. Wanting mm -hmm. to make a, a bigger profit is more selfish. Mm. When all really you look at it as, listen, it's about making an impact on the world. And if I'm not at 100%, I ain't going to make that impact and the world is going to suffer as a result. Mm. There's a lot of people out there who get caught in that drift, who get caught in that life of quiet desperation that Henry David Thoreau talked about. And so I, I truly feel that we're operating, a lot of people say we operate the human body and the human mind operates at like what 10% of capacity or 13% of capacity. Yeah. I think society, I think our world's operating at about 10% of capacity because a lot of people are focusing on their weaknesses. They're living lives that mm -hmm. other people thought they should live. They're infected with that scarcity mindset. And if everyone started investing in their superpowers, really defined how they wanted to live, really mm. went for it, started defining what it takes to win each day, we'd have a, we'd have a, a planet full of superheroes instead of a planet wishing superheroes would save them. Hey, as we take a short break, I'd like you to consider joining me on a new, exciting journey to wildly increase your revenues over the next three to six months. Our team at Inspiring Growth has been quietly working behind the scenes on the new Inspiring Growth Accelerator training program. This first edition, this cohort, is for camp directors. And you may ask, wait, Camp directors? Yeah. Hospitality has been in my blood for 25 years. Yes, I've served over 125 different clients and industries over the years, but the first Inspiring Growth Accelerator program is for you as a camp director. 
I served as vice president for Forest Home Camps and Retreats in Southern California, where we increased revenues by 98%. And then with Sandy Cove in Maryland, most recently, our team increased guest group revenues by $461,000. Another camp by 62%, another 56%. But to be totally transparent with you, the more VIP clients and hands-on relationships I've had with my VIP clients we've taken on, the more I've felt this rising anxiety, this anxiousness in me. And as you've gotten to know me, you know that I've had six surgeries in the past, in part I think from my inability to handle stress and anxiety in leadership, and I don't want to go down that path again. Now, even though I've limited my VIP clients to five at any one time, I feel like this heavy responsibility to produce like stunning results for my clients just weighs on me. And I guess it's my DNA or my Enneagram 3 or my high DI disc or my driver personality. I don't know. But the anxiety is not healthy for me, my family, or my team, or my clients, really. So in 2020, I am limiting my VIP clients to the three that I have now. But that is where the Inspiring Growth Accelerator program comes in for you. Catch this. Starting February 29th. Yep, you can leap forward on Leap Day. If you run a camp, or as I like to say, it runs you, that rents its facility to outside groups, you can become part of the exclusive Inspiring Growth Accelerator online program. I will carefully walk you through the proven three steps to wildly increase your guest group revenues by 23% to 98%. Now, this is going to include private lifetime access to the online course, private Facebook groups with fellow CEOs, and weekly group Q&A sessions with me and my team. Camps, retreats, conference centers have invested, in some cases, between fifty-six dollars and $104,000 for inspiring growth results. And in every case, these clients have increased their revenues, again, like by 23 to 98%. So what does that translate into dollars? Well, one client grew 308000 another 540000 So if you or someone you know would like to be one of the first 20 camp directors to enroll in the Inspiring Growth Accelerator Program and save 60%, here are the two ways to find out more. You can either email me directly at mark at inspiringgrowth.biz, that's mark at inspiringgrowth.biz, or go to the Inspiring Growth website at inspiringgrowth.biz and fill out the interest form to see if your camp qualifies. That's inspiringgrowth.biz. And I can almost hear some of you wondering, well, what if I don't run a camp? What if I run a small business or a fee-for-service nonprofit? Can I join? My answer to you is not yet. I'm working on that program for you later in the year, but you can certainly send me an email or be placed on our first-to-contact list Again, at mark at inspiringgrowth.biz. Okay, so would you do me the honor of spending a minute asking me some questions like you would a client to coach me into my superpowers, my vision, my alignment, my outcomes, and my flow? Absolutely. First question I ask, and I ask this in my trainings, my workshops, who are you? Hmm. I have to fight through what I think I'm supposed to say. 
I'm a husband, father, son. I'm a grandfather. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a curious man who loves to find stories. Uh, I believe I'm designed by a creator that loves me way beyond what I could ever comprehend. So you are, um, you've been through the struggle. You've been through mm-hmm. a life transformation. You've, you've found fulfillment in your life and you coach. Mm. So the answer you gave was true to who you are. When I asked that question in workshops and trainings, 90 to 100% of people, what do you think, how do you think they answer? Who are you? Uh, I'm the CEO of a company. Job title. Hey, I'm John. I'm Jane. I'm VP of marketing. I'm chief of sales. And I, I respond. I said, okay, great. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, but I just have a question. When you were born, did you come out of the womb <laughs> with a name tag that said VP of sales? Right. No, and, and that's exactly right. You're a husband. You're a father. You're a, a mother. You're a friend. You're a daughter. You're, you're, you're so much more than the job title. And that single question is the hardest question. Mm. I have asked that question from people who have given me thousands of dollars. And I asked mm-hmm. that question, you know what? Some of them I never hear from again. <laughs> Specifically, the, 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 the process of asking themselves that question. They stopped asking themselves that question so long ago. When mm. they try to answer it, they don't like the answer. Or the mm. answer they want to give, the answer that's truthful, isn't something they like. The answer mm. that they wish you know, they were this person, that, that life they wish they could desire. They have no idea. I think it, it was either Jim Rohn or Jack Canfield said that don't let the how get in the way of your what, meaning mm. this is what I want to be. This is who I want to be, but I'm already worried about step five. I don't mm. know how I'm going to get there. And so when I ask you who you are, it's like, oh my gosh, that's too deep a question. I don't want to think about that. I just want to be in my comfort zone where I'm making the paycheck. Yeah, I'm not happy. Yeah, I'm not fulfilled but you know what? I don't want to rock the boat. So you asked me who I am and man, that is, I never realized that question could be so mm. powerful. Mm. And, um, and, and, but, but that's literally the first question I asked because then you go from there and it's like, all right, who are you? And if you woke up tomorrow and waved a magic wand and could be magically transported into the life you desire, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. I have some people going on month six and they haven't yet decided to find that because they're thinking about the how. They're not thinking about the what. And yeah. you have to clearly define that. I, get, you know, I talk about outcomes and I get a lot of people on webinars and they meet me, okay, what should my outcomes be tomorrow? I don't know. They're your outcomes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah. and they, you, know, you, try to go, you try to move toward your vision instead yeah. of defining like where do you want to be? Yeah. What do you want it to look like? What do you want your yeah. self-care to look like? What do you want your relationships to look like? What do you want work to look like? All right, bring it back. Bring it back. Zero in on me now. So I already, I already gave you a hint to this question, but magic wand time. You wave a okay. magic wand. You could be magically transported later today or tomorrow, right? Into the life that you desire mm-hmm. in which your relationships are where you want them. Your self-care is where you want them. Your work is where you want them. What does that look like? Oh, um, uh, I'm in relationship with my family. But what does that look like specifically? Yeah. Well, based on this pie you just had me draw, I'm in, I'm, I got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my wife says to me sometimes when we take a walk, she goes, you, you're talking about your work a lot. And that's fine, but like, it's not helping us. And I'm like, yeah, but this is where I live. She's like, but it's not helping us. And sometimes I just feel stuck right there. It's like, well, okay, now what? It's, 
the most uh, important thing is, you know, and these are some questions I asked at the front end, but then we, we start getting into the five pillars. You know, we start with mm-hmm. the strengths finder assessment, which opens up a whole bunch of self-awareness for good or for bad in terms of, oh, there was nothing wrong with me. That's why I asked, you know, act the way I do. But you start getting into the pizza pie activity. You start, mm-hmm. when you start getting into the vision and what you want that to look like, but then you start getting into outcomes. And, and when I said, you know, specific, be more specific on your relationships. I just went through this with someone with a client this morning who gave me his outcomes for the end of this year. And it was like, it was very general. I can't remember specifically what they were because they were so general, but it was like moving toward uh, the great relationship with my wife. Be specific. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. want to go on two dates per month? Do you want to go on three dates per month? Set the date. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your outcome from, from, for October 1 might be, mm-hmm schedule the mm. two dates. Got it. And then you get to Thursday, October 15th. And my outcome is I'm going on a date with my wife today. Mm. You know, um, do you have a specific outcome? I want to get to, uh, 160 pounds by December yeah. 31st. Okay. Reverse engineer that. Um, what are you, you read my journal? Good grief. <laughs> but you get, you get so specific. So you can't wiggle out of them. Yeah. Measurable. You know, I had another client who said, uh, his outcome for the end of the month was signing up for a class. I said, dude, signing up for the class is a daily outcome. Yeah. Completing the class, Hello. that might be an outcome. But even more than that is, um, it was actually, a, it was a, a, speeching, a speaking class, a public speaking okay. class. I said, signing up for the class is like a daily outcome. Re- re- uh, you know, uh, researching which speaking class is right for you is a daily outcome. You know, mm-hmm. but if you want to give a speech in front of 10,000 people or you want to give a speech in front of 100 people, a successful speech, mm-hmm. that's the end outcome. Mm-hmm. And you want to give that successful speech by next August 1st, mm-hmm. then you got to reverse engineer that. So you got to have secured that speech by June 1st. You yeah. have to have completed your speaking, ga- your speaking class by March 1st, you know, so mm-hmm. that's a, it, it, reverse engineering is so incredibly important. One of the important voices in my life a mentor and a business coach has said to me, Mark, you've got to define, you, you talk about inspiring growth. And I think most people can understand growth and inspiration. But do you have a methodology? Do you have steps? Do you have a, a way? And I was like, not really. And so I sat down and I wrote what I call the circle of growth. And the first three stages of any growth is to set a goal. Measurable goal, right? The second part is to clarify my story. What is the story that relates to the growth that I want to do that's not me-focused, but others-focused? And the third is cultivating curiosity, asking lots of questions. And of course, you know, I could go on and on, but I really appreciate a a sense of affirmation around some of that that has worked. Uh, Any other questions for me? Well, yeah, the next step would be, um, so invariably people have... uh, difficulty defining what they want their life to be. Okay. And so to probe further, I have you make a list, all the things. I don't care if it's avocados and uh, Thursday night baseball, whatever it is, make a list of all the things you like to do. Mm -hmm. I've had people come with three pages. So you make that list top of mind. Don't overthink it. Just keep making Mm -hmm. it. I use the avocados thing because I actually had someone say, well, I really like avocados. Can I put it on the list? I said, it's your list. Yeah. So you make that long list. Then you look at the list mm-hmm. and you make a second list. Second list is make a list of all the things you hate to do. <laughs> so you make that list. Well, what if I hate this? I, it's your list. I don't care, you know. 
Now look at that first list of all the things you like and go and highlight the loves. What mm. do you absolutely love to do? When you talk about setting those goals, you know, you have the pizza pie activity, mm -hmm. right? That shows you the alignment. Mm -hmm. Now you have a list of loves and hates. Mm -hmm. Take that, put it up against your life. How much are you spending time right now doing the hates? How much are you doing the loves? That can give important clues as to how you wish your life was that's in alignment. And so you start defining and start looking, you know, it's different than business where you have a growth goal. Mm -hmm. I want to hit this. I want to hit this revenue goal. I want to hit this. It's very subjective for your life because defining freedom and fulfillment for you, different for me. So, Kurt, you make a list of things you like, then what you don't like, and then what you love, and then you start to get work on that. Yes. Yeah. You start, to, you start to really paint that clear picture of what do I really want my life? What do I want it to look like? Not what mm -hmm. do I think is pragmatic, not what I think is, quote, responsible, not mm -hmm. what I think is, uh, or not what I think is, in any way, shape, or form, if I feel like I'm settling, I haven't gotten there yet. And what does that okay. look like? Where am I doing okay. more of my loves and less of my hates? Where is that alignment, that, that, that dial, that pizza pie, where is it getting more, and, and, and where is that dial getting to the thirds in, in your case? It's not thirds okay. for everyone, but. But, yeah. Well, listen, Kurt, you have invested uh, in me personally today, which I want to thank you for. I know we could keep going on. Um, and I thank you on behalf of the listeners of Inspiring Growth for sharing your story of struggle that's led to this kind of growth that is now uh, planting seeds and investing in other people, which is awesome. Thank you so much for being my guest and, uh, and sharing your story. Uh, remind folks again how they can learn more about you and get some of the things that you're doing. Yeah, if you go to fivepillarsoffreedom.com, that'll show you about my book. It's obviously easier to spell and, and say than my name. Yeah. If you go there, it's a landing page on my website. So you'll find all the other good stuff. So fivepillarsoffreedom.com. And I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story, not only with me, mm. but with the world and the work you're doing is so important to helping people get fulfilled, uh, find fulfillment in their lives, not just grow the dollars and cents, but mm -hmm. um, grow in the sense of, of, of truly living. You know, when people say, what do you do for a living? I, I can't stand mm. that question. It's like, I live, right? Mm. And so you truly embody that, which, so mm. thank you for what you do. Hey folks, thanks for joining me for another inspiring story of struggle that's led to growth. Just as a reminder, if you or someone you know would like to be one of the first 20 camp directors to enroll in the new Inspiring Growth Accelerator program and save 60%, here are the two ways to find out more. Either email me directly at mark at inspiringgrowth.biz or go to our website inspiringgrowth.biz and fill out the interest form to see if your camp qualifies. Hey, thanks to Dylan Garvin with Studio D Production for editing today's podcast. And thanks to the world-famous Woody's Crab House for sponsoring today's podcast. Remember, you could be eligible to win $500 of delicious fresh seafood by going to woodyscrabhouse.com and becoming a VIP member. Hey, if you like the podcast, would you take a moment and subscribe or like or share and rate Inspiring Growth? I'm super grateful for the five-star rating on iTunes from over 200 folks just like you. And finally, friend, if you want to grow, really grow in your connection with others, remember, be kind, be fully present, and ask good questions.